Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Do this together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for the good content. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charger Chat Podcast. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Bulldog, soon with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggin. <laughs> this episode folks this Yikers. is gonna be an interesting episode 203 uh welcome back everybody to the charger chat um yes uh, uh as what are you, you looking at some car pulled up next to me and is like looking at me i'm not i'm not gonna make eye contact no, i'm just gonna stay with you so, yeah, uh kev what's going on buddy uh, well i I flew to LA for work and now I uh I couldn't find a place to record so I'm in my rental car. Um I attached Dude. some shit to my steering wheel and we're rolling baby. <laughs> There's got to be like a podcast space rental like, space. Yeah. yeah. We don't make no money, guy guy. We don't have money for that. Just like you're sneak sneak in. Be sneaky, Kevin. Get yeah. some hugs. No, we'll see. Maybe this is my new thing. Maybe I'll just record in a car without air conditioning. We'll the car guy. Okay. Yeah. So I might be the car guy. We'll see. All right detoxing well there yeah. you go um all right gang well we've got uh an episode lined up here for you lots to talk about big 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 things to talk about here as far as what's going on with the charger chat podcast and as <laughs> always we've got an ask bolt fam um well let's start it off by announcing folks we are having a ticket giveaway we've got three tickets chargers versus cowboys uh, if you want to win, uh, all you have to do is like and follow us on Twitter, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Then reply to our episode post in on uh, Twitter, Instagram, or Reddit with how you plan to use the ticket. So this is like my easy. favorite. This is my favorite thing is to get tickets to people that want to go and just 
be in our seats and, and represent. Absolutely. So, that's what it's so all about. So we've got three tickets, right? Three Tres. tickets. Three tickets. So if, if you need more than three tickets. And a parking pass. And, that and a well. parking pass. Yes. So if you need more than three, sorry, but we've got three to give away. They're in a great spot. Um, so yeah, just leave, leave a post down in uh, one of those avenues, Twitter, Instagram, or Reddit. Um, all right. Well, let's look over to our good friend, Daniel Popper. The one we all trust. Daniel Popper had an article recently where he wrote uh, over at The Athletic. And if you should subscribe if you haven't already. Um, he spoke with Chargers running back coach Derek Foster about the battling ha- uh, about the battle happening at camp. Uh, Popper wrote on Kelly. Uh, Josh is smart. Uh, he understands the game of football. He sees it through a different lens as far as just the protection aspect of it. He's a really good pass protector, and he actually has improved from my first year into his second year. Um, on Roundtree, he said he's a mass. He's big. He's a big body. <laughs> a his lowers are so thick and strong. His lowers. Do you think he means his legs? Yeah. Lower, yeah. yeah. Lowers his is lower fancy body. for legs. His lowers <laughs> are so thick and strong. Uh what I try to continue to harp on with him is just playing with that power from the ground up, using your force and your power through your legs. He brings a physicality about him. And then on Spiller, he said he's the mold of both of them put together because he has size, he has good speed, That's and then like he has soft hear. hands. This guy can run routes out of the backfield. We've seen that. He's been able to display that side of it. Obviously, we haven't been live, but he's had some pretty good runs that look really good so far. And then he also added about Spiller. Spiller has shown some uh, want to in pass protection. Foster brought an example of from one-on-ones earlier this week. On Monday, Spiller lost a rep badly to Kyle Van Noy. The next day, he asked to face <laughs> yeah. Van Noy again, telling Foster, I want to prove that I can protect. This sounds like what Kyle did in high school against Van Noy. It was like, give me Van Noy. Let's go. Give me the, give me yeah, the Noy. Sounds like Vinoy did the opposite. He's like, give me the rookie. I'm going <laughs> to welcome him to the NFL. Yeah. Hold on. Yep, that's a helicopter. Continue. You're good. <laughs> Great. Um, it's going to be one of those episodes, folks. But, <laughs> bear uh, with us. <laughs> bear there's, with us. The helicopter. There's a man in a car recording a podcast. A man in a car <laughs> down by the river. Keep down it down the out there. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this is, this is great to hear. Obviously. Yeah. The RB2 position is open. We didn't, There's no solid pick for who's going to be that. Uh, but you, I mean, he makes it pretty clear that you've got Kelly and Roundtree both good in their own aspect, but Spiller kind of being the overall yeah. better pick. It sounds like, based on his comments alone, Spiller's a two. And you, you say, oh, he's a smart guy. That, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's not like... Yeah, this guy's got the spot sealed up. To me, like you, you, you're look, you're digging for something to say about someone when you yeah. say, "Yeah, he's a smart guy. He knows the game. Yeah, he's that, good looking." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're you're trying to search for something to say positively about the guy, right? It, based on just on those comments alone, Larry the Mass Roundtree is your three, and <laughs> yeah. Isaiah Spiller is the two. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just the idea of like having he's like, well, I have one guy that does these two things both. Okay, yeah. well, I'll take that guy. <laughs> right. That's pretty yeah. simple. Pretty simple uh, if you lay it out yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you, you got to have guys in the field that can do more than one thing so you're not predictable. Mm-hmm. If you bring Larry Roundtree in, you go, this is what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You bring Josh Kelly in, you could be like, all right, this is what they're going to do. If you mm-hmm. bring Spiller or Eckler on, they could do both. You're just kept on your toes. You can't plan packages around those guys because right. they can do both things so well. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he takes up less space in the toolbox. You can basically take one of those other guys out and fill in another spot that we might need a little bit more depth on. So, and the other um, thing too, is pass blocking so big for these running backs because Austin's going to get a lot of those, a lot of those reps. So when they get in there, our biggest value right now is Justin Herbert yeah. and you got to protect him. So yeah, if you're absolutely. willing to step up and get better every day, we just need you to be amazing at pass blocking. He did get embarrassed pretty bad by Kyle. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Kyle was just pretty rough. straight threw him backwards and yeah. ran over him towards the quarterback. Big old yeah. hello. But it's that's cool to hear him go like, no, I want him again. I want to yeah. prove that like to myself, to you, that I can do this. Yeah. That's what you want to see. Yeah. As, yeah, especially in a rookie. Um, and then a new article from Chargers.com. Sean Merriman, face we all know and love, plays coach for a day, works with Bosa and Mac at Chargers training camp. This was by Eric Smith. Uh, who wrote Merriman was on the practice field as a coach Saturday, spending the day shadowing chargers, outside linebackers, uh, coach Giff Smith. Uh, Merriman said, we've been talking about it for two years. We set a date that I was going to come out for me. It's just awesome. Smelling the fresh cut grass. I think that every year since I retired around this time is when you get that itch when the season starts back up. Um, Giff Smith said, we stayed in contact and he's a great guy. I wanted to get him out here with Joey, Khalil, and also the young guys to talk to them. Just little technique stuff about pad level, hand placement, kind of what you see off the sets. Uh, you see, Sean was such a dominant player. He was physically gifted, but a smart player, too. All the best. They have knowledge. Even if it's similar to what I'm saying, it comes across a little different coming from an all-pro. And then Merriman finished it by saying, you obviously know the great players with Bosa, Khalil, but you don't actually get a chance to see them and talk and communicating, competing. I think that's what's going to separate these guys. So it was good to see that somebody as great as they are is still looking, is still talking in coaching and learning. I thought it was just really cool seeing him out there. Like you always see him on the peripheral of these practices and stuff, but out there holding pads, like communicating. I'm just curious what like techniques and stuff were used back then that aren't as used much now or the kind of development of these players and how different it is. I mean, it's just kind of cool to see the three of them standing around talking because that's like the old school, let's get after him because he was a monster for us for a long oh, yes. time. Um, he had some amazing seasons and then you see these two other monsters that we have. So it's it's kind of exciting. Yeah, I mean, it, ha it has to be cyclical a little bit, right? It's like, Oh, these these young linemen, like they've never met, might not have seen the the old school type of moves that Sean Merriman had, and so you start to reintroduce those, and then they get used to that, and you just it kind of goes around and around. But I think what's cool is like Sean Merriman, like we didn't he left right, like he didn't finish his career with the Chargers. Right. We yep. we chose to let him go, and for whatever reason, he's still so loyal to the to the Chargers and to the Bolt fam that mm -hmm. it's. It's going hey, lights out. Battery might be dead, Kev. Sorry, dude. dude. Speaking of lights out, we were just talking about Sean. Sean Merriman. This shit just Sean's went out ghost. in the car. Dead. Yeah. Wow. It was meant spooky. to be, guys. That's it was spooky. meant to be. A little yeah. spooky. Lights out. Yeah, it's it's a little dark back there. I hope I don't see like somebody like creeping up dude, on your I, This could like be a, this could be a murder situation. Well, and you guys see it before I even notice it. So this will know. be Exhibit A when it comes to trial. Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, it's awesome to see Merriman be a part of this. He's obviously been very still connected with the Chargers, at least on a fan level. Yeah. Um, so to actually see him get connected on the team level and not just like, yeah, I love the chargers. They're great. 
but actually yeah. going out there and interacting with with these guys like that right that's a whole nother level of commitment so you love to see it and yeah great for uh bosa and mac to actually connect with him and just like you said it's like it's different coming from an all pro guy like you can yeah i mean you can hear from a coach and i don't know if that's an experience that you've dealt with kyle but like having somebody who's like yes i have been a part of this i've been there like who was the i'm trying to remember his name meeks when you yeah, have meeks out there it yeah. was a different because if you're like hey man this is a guy who's been there so yeah <laughs> listen oh, no. to him and and that's what staley said too staley talked about an in interview that he had with brandon marshall and pac-man jones like the idea of having guys back around that have played it and have a you have a different level of respect for someone that's been there done that mm-hmm. um you can't just go out there and say and you've never done it before you're kind of that i, I don't know for, it brings to mind the dolphins head coach that goofy goober that's never seen the he's football a goofy field before, goober, like, yeah. he is like, pretty goofy yeah you got to look at that guy and be like dude i don't care what you have to say like go get <laughs> go get in the box go get in the booth tell me what play to run fine but like you've never been here and done this and and i do think that there's a level of respect that those guys coming back get for sure mm-hmm. uh it, it's like a fraternity it's like someone in the, the being in the nfl is a fraternity so it's one of your brothers that comes out and giving you tips. It's a cool thing. Also, speaking of Neeks, Quentin Meeks just got picked up by the Saints. So saw that, yeah. He, he played in the USFL, obviously well enough to get picked up. So hoping that he sticks on around there. Um, Pulling for you, Meeks. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, as long as he's not on a division rival, we're rooting yeah. for you. Yep. Um, all right. Well, speaking of division rival, looking at the AFC West related news, uh, Adam Tyker tweeted out chiefs practice is over for the day sloppy at times on offense false start penalties on three straight plays led andy reed to throw pat mahomes and the others starters off the field in the middle of a team period don't recall seeing that before Mm. i just like the idea of him throwing pat mahomes just like picking up and throwing them in the stands or something like that yeah you know it's Um, you know you don't you don't want to you don't want to hear that kind of stuff but honestly i do yeah you do i, I want to hear that all night long all day <laughs> Hell yeah. um, that's not somebody getting hurt that's just them playing bad and their coach getting mad that's awesome yeah, yeah. Hell yes. dysfunctional yeah yeah first you know week two keep those coming we'll take those all day long baby yeah yeah, yeah we're not house divided we're not rooting for it. for people to get hurt or anything like that but if you guys just can't get it together and you get so mad that your coach gets pissed off we're okay with that. We're, we we're, vote we're good for with that. sloppy practices. We're, we, yeah. we will vote for sloppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We're good to hear that. Um, and then looking over at the Broncos for their training camp, uh, this comes from James Merillat, uh, editor of denverfan.com. If given a dose of truth serum, anyone who has watched the Broncos at training camp this year would probably admit something few will voluntarily utter out loud. Russell Wilson has been underwhelming. That's right. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> yeah, that's hey. Camp camp's that weird thing where you're just, you know, you can't really tell what's going on. Not you know, we don't have really live bullets flying around. But yeah, you know. it's also I, I feel like Russell Wilson's a little bit of a gamer, you know, like he's got that that like there's something about him that when you put him in a game under the lights, like it's real football. He has a switch that he can flip. Flip it on. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say Russell Wilson's lost it and he's not going to be any good. Um, I think he just knows, like we heard from Austin Eckler, like this is a long, this is a marathon. This isn't a sprint. I don't need to come out of the gates giving you everything I got. Right. I need to peak when the playoffs. And I think 
that may it may be a part to play with. I'm not going to sit here and say I don't. I'm not worried about Russell Wilson. I think he's still going to have a good season. No, hey, I mean, we're gonna. Have but to then play being well. under those Bronco fans being underwhelmed by him, I like. I'll, I'll take some of those tears. Yeah, I like <laughs> salty <laughs> fans. <laughs> I like salty yeah. tears. I mean, yeah, every bit of news that comes prior to the season starting outside of like, I mean, both with the good and the bad, you know, the the absolute praises and the, oh my God, what is happening to this team business? You always got to take that with a grain of salt just because the season hasn't started yet. It's not until these guys start playing games that you can actually tell what's going to happen, but yeah, but I don't hate hearing it. I'll say that. I don't hate hearing it. And I do like to hear how smoothly our shit's running and how good our guys look and all that shit. That's wonderful. Keeping our shit smooth and regular. and (laughs) You got to love smooth when it's smooth, dude. Give me that skippy smooth. Smooth. Nobody likes the the crunchy. (laughs) No, No. we take our fiber supplements as we should. Yes. Um, Keep it clean. Keeping it clean. Uh, Now looking over to... Our good friend Mario Lopez, Mario Lopez, well-known Charger fan, uh, a.k.a. Slater from Slater by the Bell. My man. uh, Was recently at Barstool Sports and was asked, who is the worst group of fans? Correct answer. And his answer was perfect. Who is the worst group of fans? Raider fans are the worst group of fans. It's because I'm a Charger fan out there. That's some West Coast stuff right there. Anytime there's a Raider fan... Raiders had to move out of L.A. because they were bringing down the real estate firm. <laughs> and the crime was getting too high. <laughs> so I said they're in Vegas now. <laughs> no love for the Raiders. I love him. I will say. Best answer, yes. I got on a shuttle today after the airport. And I got on and there was a guy in the back wearing a Raiders hat. Hmm. He had his sunglasses on. Pretty late in the day. Didn't really need to be on. But the vibes I was getting from him made me kind of want to move a little further away down the bus. Mm, he just sure. just the energy was like don't look at me i almost wanted to pull out my charger hat and put it on it was in my back you should have <sighs> yeah i should have i yeah it's your it. town now dude don't let them yeah. just don't let tempor- them scare you yeah so yeah so i agree i'm i agree i love everything you just said there slater ac Slater. yeah, <laughs> yeah. They suck yeah and bringing real estate down nobody wants that no get out of here come on come on come now on. Come so on. <laughs> hey if you're looking for a place to move Vegas might be the prime real estate spot here in the not-too-distant future, so keep an eye out for that. Um, Well, if you're worried about real estate prices going down, (laughs) I would not recommend going to (laughs) ChargerChat.com because it's not going to help you one bit. Um, But if you do go to ChargerChat.com, we've got a member section on our page where you can chat it up with other ChargerChatteteers, ask questions, and ask both fam. Uh, We've got T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers that you can purchase as well if you felt inclined to do so. Um, it really does help us out. Um, so check it out, chargerchat.com. And if you're watching this on YouTube, we would really appreciate a subscribe. Um, it, it really does help us out a lot. I know for some people, it's just like, why should I subscribe? I've watched you. Isn't that enough? It is, and we really do appreciate it. But a subscribe really does go a long way as well. So if you it's a feel little click, it's just a little, it's just a little <laughs> click. I'm not asking for a big click, just a little one, just a little eh, right there. See, it's just and all, that, easy. all that might happen is you get more charger content on your feed. Exactly. Which is a good thing. Exactly. Algorithms. You, get noti- you get notified when I'm sitting in car with a fan so I don't melt. You'll get that on your phone. <laughs> so you got that going for you. Click. So yeah, if you could subscribe, we'd love it. We really appreciate it. All right, gang. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. Now, this is this is a new segment, right? Yeah, this is the uh, the inaugural 
event. All right. Segment. All right. Well, let's go. Cut the ribbon. Cut the ribbon. Smash the champagne bottle. It's time to go to the Bolt Beat. Welcome to the first edition of the Bolt Beat on the Charger Chat podcast. First of all, my name is Jason Reed. I am the site expert, editor, writer over at BoltBeat.com. Um, the official partner site of Charger Chat. Charger Chat has been with us for just over a year now. It's been fantastic. We have a full season together. I'm sure all of you know this, you know, you loyal Charger Chat uh, listeners. Um, and you're probably familiar with me. You know, I've popped on the podcast a few times, um, including last week. We kind of introed this segment. So I'm really excited. During the season, we're going to dive into stuff like betting odds, gambling, all that kind of stuff as well. Obviously, during the preseason, unless you're a huge degenerate like myself, uh, you're probably not betting on preseason games. At least I advise you not to do that. Um, not a good idea. I've lost more money than I like to admit on games that don't matter. As far as the Chargers are concerned, though, we just came off of the Chargers scrimmage, their training cap scrimmage. Um, you know, we got the two sides, offense one, defense one, offense two, defense two, coming up against each other. Some standouts, some names that didn't really make a lot of noise, um, and just some players I wanted to highlight in this segment and kind of talk about the overall roster building of the team. Um, I want to talk about DeAndre Carter first. So DeAndre Carter, he was turning heads. He was signed to replace Andre Roberts, who was the team's you know kickoff return specialist last year. Roberts came in, did a great job, best return of the Chargers have had since Darren Sproles, you know, and that's that's saying something. He did a great job in that role. The problem with Roberts always though the whole time, he didn't add anything offensively. He was the wide receiver five, didn't didn't have much of an impact on offense. And when you have a receiver room that's only five deep because of other roster decisions that the team made, which we'll get into. Um, you know, it, it can be an issue having a receiver that doesn't have that offensive dynamic. So they bring in Carter. He's younger. He has around the same kind of special team stats. I feel like Roberts had the higher ceiling um, than, you know, Carter does. But Carter, most importantly, has an offensive impact. He could be on the offense. He's kind of the Swiss army knife. It looks like the Chargers are going to use him like I've always wanted them to use Joe Reed being Jason Reed. He wears my favorite number, number 12, Jay Reed. I've always rooted hardcore for Joe Reed. Um, but Carter, you know, he's been great in training camp. He's been turning heads in practice, not only on special teams, but the offensive side of the ball. seems like he's going to be a dynamic red zone weapon for the Chargers this year. Comes into this scrimmage and is fantastic. He had the biggest pickup of the day. I believe it was a 45-yard strike from Justin Herbert down at the one-yard line. Led to a touchdown the next play. Um, but he once again stood out. He stood out. He's proving that he's not only a, a kickoff return specialist, but he's going to be a dynamic part of the offense. So he's a name I would I would you know watch out for. Um, he was obviously going to make the roster. He was never his roster life was never in jeopardy. But seeing him rise like this does hurt someone like a Joe Reed who is fighting for the roster life. And there's only so many limited spaces, 53 spots for all these guys to make it. And the Chargers are loaded this year. There's going to be a lot of tough decisions. Um, And then you have guys like uh, Raheem Lane, you know, the undrafted free agent safety, cornerback converted safety has been fantastic in coverage this year for the Chargers or in training camp, I should say, has a great scrimmage and coverage as well. And most importantly, has a, a big special teams dynamic. He was special teams player of the year for his respective university. He, he has that impact that Brandon Staley and company are looking for on that side of the football. Remember last year, they cut Tyrone Johnson because he didn't have a special teams impact. Granted, they kept KJ Hill, who they thought did and they didn't. But, um, you know, that special team impact is going to get him on the roster. And there's, you know, several other standouts. You know, Ty Shelby is another one on the defensive line who's looked really good this year um, in training camp and generating pressures and whatnot. And it, it's an interesting equation for the Chargers to have when you have these standouts like Carter and like Shelby and like Lane. And then you have other areas of the roster where we almost feel like we're wasting a roster spot. And most, you know, particularly I'm looking at Easton stick. I'm sorry. You know, I know charger chat is nothing but positivity, but Easton stick doesn't really have a place on this roster. And I don't understand why 
he is going to potentially make the active roster. Now you may say, yes, they're just holding him on for training camp for preseason. They need a quarterback to play some of the snaps since Justin Herbert's not going to play any of them. That's absolutely fair. But Brandon Staley had a quote yesterday. He likes how stick improved as a passer. He feels like he's a better pure passer and he's worked in the off season in this dynamic. And they always knew he was a great athlete, but now they're seeing it come together as a passer. Look, Brandon Staley's obviously not going to go up there and just bash Easton stick. I mean, that, that's just horrible. And we're not in the business, me personally, of bashing Easton stick. But when you have a roster that is this talented and this deep, and you have so many tough roster decisions to use one of those roster spots on a third quarterback that a, isn't going to play and B if God forbid something happens to Justin Herbert, obviously, you know, knock on wood, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, some people argue, well, if something happens to Herbert and he's out for two, three weeks, we have Easton stick instead of chase Daniel chase Daniel. His impact is obviously being a veteran a quarterback in that room to help Justin Herbert Easton stick. Yes. You know, he's a better athlete than chase Daniel. And maybe you can make the case. He'd be a better quarterback, but like at that point, what are you really playing with? You know what I mean? Like if Herbert is out for two to three weeks, you obviously already have a significant disadvantage and Easton stick. I just don't see it. I don't see him being that, that guy, you know, that could like a Tyler Huntley that can come in and win two to three ball games. Look, I just don't think he should make the roster, put him on the practice squad. And if someone else claims him, someone else claims him. There's so many of these replacement level quarterbacks in the league on practice squads on the back end of rosters that if push comes to shove and something horrible happens, the chargers have options and Easton stick. I I even feel like he's not really much better of an option than anyone else. The team could get. So it's nothing against stick. It's nothing against anything. Really. It's just the chargers need to, maximize these roster spots. And I think that is what we should be paying close attention to as training camp and preseason rolls around is how do they get to those 53 men and what are they going to be valuing in certain areas? Is it special teams? Is it the depth in the secondary and having versatility, which is something we know Brandon Staley loves offensively. How many offensive linemen do they want to carry, you know, with the tight end position and Parham and McKitty not playing right now, you know, it's, it's opened up opportunities for camp Moyer and other guys, you know, Sage Surratt, to kind of shine and show what they could do on this offense. So there's a lot of names right now that are playing great. Heck, Mark Webb in the safety room is another safety who's playing great. And it's just interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they narrow down this roster because in previous years, there was almost obvious inclusions and exclusions. Whereas this year, it feels like no matter what decision they make, they're going to be cutting a really talented player. I just hope they don't cut a really talented player in favor of Easton Stick. All right. Well, coming out of the gate, swinging, Mr. Reed. Love it. That was great. Yeah. I mean, obviously, a a topic of conversation we've had before about keeping Easton Stick on. We love the guy. You know, the guy being around for as long as he has is actually kind of surprising considering when we drafted Justin Herbert to now um, and having somebody like Chase Daniel sitting behind Justin Herbert. So, yeah, I think this is the year that really... What what are the benefits of holding on to stick as opposed to just picking up another quarterback that's going to be out there waiting for a spot to play with any team? And who's to say he doesn't make it to the practice squad? There's just so Absolutely. many guys. There's so many talented guys that it's going to be. I wish this was our year with uh, hard knocks and like the, know, the right? like. That's what I I wish this was that year because it'd be really fun. But. It, there's going to be so many hard decisions coming up and it's like, do we have the extra, extra, extra guy? Or do we have like, oh shit, we can get this guy in and play him a good amount during the season. Yeah. You know what you mean? It's just, you can't, you just can't like the, the need that you have at so many positions and the depth possibilities. If you like, if you're going to carry an extra DB just to carry one, okay, maybe you go with the quarterback for whatever reason that they believe. 
But we're not just sticking a guy on there. These guys are having big impacts in training camp and look right. like they could be serious contributors on the special teams. Yeah. I don't, I don't like I don't if we get down to third string quarterback, I'm not expecting anything out of this season. You know, like <laughs> exactly. I have I couldn't care less. Just carry two, even if I'm not even gonna say it. If you have to, just go just go wildcat. Put a quarterback, put Austin back there at quarterback and let him just run the ball. <laughs> yeah. But we're screwed. I'm sorry, we're screwed. Right. If, if Justin, if something I know, happens to Justin, he, I want to do an enormous knock on wood yeah. right now. Yes. Thank you. But I'm just saying, if if we get to the third string quarterback, who gives? Who cares? Like, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. But if you have that guy that you need as that special teamer that's going to allow another guy to have a little bit more rest for defense or a little bit less time on all, whatever it might be, whatever those those dimensions look like, or have that matchup for that one week that you need a W and this guy that you now have on your bench is a better matchup. You just, you take that. Easton's thick. I love you, dude. Like, I don't even know you really. I've seen you play a couple preseason I don't know games, you, but, but I love you. And that's right. My you're a charger. You've been a charger whole career, but I think it's, honestly, for him, it would be better for him that we just say, you're good. Go find another team that'll give you some reps. Because right. Justin Herbert's the guy for the next 15, 20 years. So a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, again, Jason, thank you for, for giving a very insightful look into what's been going on at training camp. Um, those are the kind of things that you can expect to see for the bolt beat so far. We're off to a great start. Can't wait for the next one. Thanks. Jason. Um, let's go on to the next segment. It is fan focus. Let's see who we got. All right, guys, we're back with another fan focus, and we are super excited to have the one and only Fred from Rialto. What is going on, Fred? Nothing much, man. Excited to be on the podcast. Glad you guys could have me. Oh, we're excited, man. I feel like I know you. I see you in all the Die Hard Bolt Club stuff all over, <laughs> all the fun tailgating <laughs> moments. You're always there, so I feel like I know you, I know you well. Oh, yeah, man. Um, I try not to be crazy, but I'm like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know, once I'm around other Charger fans, just the other side of me takes over. Sober or drunk, I'm just out there, man. It's just all about the good vibe. I love it. I love it. I could tell that through the videos I've seen. So let's. I want to learn more about you, man. How did you become a Charger fan? So what a lot of people don't know is, you know, I was almost a Buccaneers fan. So um, my best friend, he's a diehard Cowboys fan. I've known him for like like 16, 17 years. Uh, I want to say back in 2004, 2005, he hands me this game of Madden. He's like, I need you to get into football, find a team. <laughs> so I know nothing of football. So I'm sitting here like playing on rookie and I've gone through about 20 teams trying to figure out how to learn how to play this game. And I come across uh, the Buccaneers. And I think at the time, the running back was, I want to say Barber or um, I can't remember, but I was running really well with them. So I won a couple of games. I was like, cool, I'm going to try one more team. And if I don't like that other team, I'm a Buccaneers fan. So the next team after I random selected ended up being the Chargers. So um, it's right when Breeze went down. So I have Rivers. I have Keenan McCardell. I have um, LT. So and Malamana Yuna, Gates, all of them. So yeah. I'm passing the ball, which is something I absolutely sucked at when it came to Madden. <laughs> so I'm passing the ball. I'm running with LT. I have Lorenzo Neal right there. I'm scoring like 30, 40 points a game. So I'm like, cool. I like this team. So that, I think that was the season two where they went 14-2, and two, and I ended up watching midseason. So I'm like, from now on, this is my team. And just from then on, man, I just fell in love with the Chargers. And I think what makes me most passionate about it is like, I found it on my own. Like, I just found me. So I was born and raised into it. But knowing nothing of football, my best friend gives me a video game and I 
just something like ignited inside me. Like I felt like Goku when he first went Super Saiyan. I'm like, <laughs> man, I love this team. So ever since then, it's just been Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. I'll never shut up about them. People just know that. You see Fred, Chargers automatic. I love it, dude. I love your excitement. I love your energy. It's the same for me, man. It's like people get tired of talk, hearing me talk about it. My wife is, she's a Charger fan, but she's tired of hearing me talk about the Chargers. Like, I get it. There's, there's, we're, we're like, there's a certain group of us that are meant, like, if we were in the same room together, probably talk Chargers for like 24 hours straight. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, so, yeah. So, speaking of, you know, Chargers, you just went to, uh, training camp very recently, right? So tell yeah, us past Saturday. Tell us about your experience. And it looked like we showed out as a fan base. What was your experience like at training camp? So this one was different because um, I actually took my kids. This is the first time they've like experienced like any kind of charger like event outside of like a couple of watch parties I take them to or just watching football here. Compared to last year, because I was there on a Saturday last year too, it was a cakewalk to walk in. You know, you show up at eight o'clock and like the line is like maybe halfway there. I get there around, I want to say 7, 7.30. It literally looks like it's a Black Friday campout sale. It's <laughs> insane with how many people are just lined up. It's like you have to walk half a mile to get to the back of the line. So to just see that is amazing because you know, like we have this no fans narrative and like the diehard faithful know, like we have fans. Like yeah. we know about the move and how that kind of hurt the fan base. But like, obviously Herbert plays a factor in that. But just to see, just troves of people like it looked like we we're going to battle in the movie 300 like it was just <laughs> insane so just to see the fans in general before we even get inside was just like my kids were like wow they're like dad like this is crazy i was like this is nothing compared to games so then getting inside training camp like you got to get in there and get your seats first because we sat in the front row so by, by 10 to 15 minutes later just a stand filling up and it's just insane it's like it's it's a greenhouse of just heat of people so I, I just love that everybody is so excited about this team again. Like, I don't think there's been this much hype around the team since the 2005-2016. So just to see, and we have all these new players, we have, we have all this new talent, and, like, people feel it. Like, this team is special. So I'm just sitting there, like, my kids are just, like, I'm like a kid in the candy store. I'm like, hey, kid, there's, there's Forrest Mural. Hey, kid, you don't see Justin Herbert. He's going to be the tallest one out there. Number 52, that's that's Matt, there's Joey Bosa, there's Keenan Allen, there's Josh Palmer, there's Isaiah Stiller. So <laughs> just to be that excited about training camp, I'm like, that's just nothing compared to like, actually, it's just, we're watching them practice. So just to have people that excited about a practice, that passionate about this team, just, it, it just, it burns different, you know? And that's just, just to see it that crowded compared to last year, it just lets you know, like this team is trending in the right direction. For sure. Well, last year, you know, first home game, against the Cowboys, we showed up okay. We were all at that game. We, we showed up okay. What do you think week one against the Raiders is going to be like after you just saw that at training camp? It's, it's going to be a war, man, especially like after the Chargers dropped their little anime video and we had the family trust, respect, and we had all these jabs at the Raiders and especially losing to them in week 18. Yeah. You know, so they're, they're still holding on to that. Like I always see that Derek Carr, little timeout gift. They're holding on to that like their old Super Bowl win. So it's, we, we have to show up. And I, you know, and I, I'm honestly, I'm not worried about it. Like Charger fans are ready. We're as hungry as the team that like, we know this is our state. We're not going to let you take it over. It's going to be just like week four. They could, they're going to come in loud, but they're going to be quiet. Like Charger people know we're going to, we're going to have all kinds of little Derek Carr, like crying memes and all that <laughs> stuff like that. Both of them is going to show up. I'm, I'm not afraid. We're ready to go to war, man. And, and the fan base, they're, they're hungry for it. They are hungry for it. So I think me being realistically, I'm going to say 70, 30 charter. 
I love it. I, I'm praying for that. I'll, we'll be there week one. I hope to meet you in Thunder Alley and actually make it official. Um, but I, that, uh, you, you'll, you'll see me. I'm always riding on somebody's shoulders. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm about five foot generously. So I'm going to be sitting on somebody's shoulders at some point. It's like a tailgate tradition. At this I love point. it. I love it, dude. So um, cool. So yeah, so let's, let's get you out of here on this, you know. What are you? There's so many things to be excited about, right? There's so many different aspects of this team. What's the one thing, like one of the biggest improvements from last year moving into this year, you think the team, you know, is going to have? And what, which of those do you think is the most exciting for you? So uh, there's, there's obviously there's three main ones, you know, that everybody's looking at. We're looking at the offensive line. We're looking at who's going to fill the right tackle position. But what I'm like more focused on is who's going to be that complementary back to X. You know, ever since we lost LT, we've been going through a plethora of running backs looking yeah. for the next LT. You know, we've gone through the Ryan Matthews, the Mike Colberts, uh, the, the Melvin Gordons, and then we get Eckler. Yeah. So now we have Eckler. We're like, man, who's going to be that Michael Turner? And we've been looking for that complimentary back. Because, I mean, last season, Eckler took on 49% of the running back snaps. Yeah. He's great. So drafting Isaiah Spiller, and then I'm hearing nothing but great things about this guy in training. Same. So to be able, so to, be able to give Eckler that little gap in between because we already know Eckler's a three down back. Yeah. So if we can give him one to two downs where he's breaking three to four yards, then we can have a situational third down, like on every down without having, an, without having um Herbert to be spectacular. That's what I'm getting really excited about that one, two punch, because back in the day when we had Ella Daly and Michael Turner, one, two punch, like yeah. you, you didn't know which way you're getting hit. And we have the old line to reduce the holes. We have the old line. We have the talent. We have the running back talent. So I'm really excited for, uh, that, that running back two spot. Like we still have Roundtree in the mix there, but if I had if I had to make the depth chart my way, it's gonna go Eckler, Spiller, Roundtree. Like you. you know, I was I was on the Justin Jackson train for forever, but I think he signed with another team. Like He's he a lion now. He's a lion now. Yeah, yeah. Man, I was I was I was riding that Justin Jackson train till it derailed. I love that guy so much because I remember he always showed flashes. He gave me like a Le'Veon Bell type vibe, mm-hmm. and then we saw it in the Patriots game when he broke a seventy-two yarder last season, and you know he got injured. Yeah. So overall, the running back battle is definitely like the spot that I'm looking at for sure. I mean, second would be probably wide receiver because we need a true wide receiver to compliment um, Allen and Mike Wilmer. But I think Palmer. Palmer, I, he made a catch today. They showed a highlight of him making a catch yeah. today. Ooh, he's got Velcro on his gloves. Man. Man. And his, oh man, his route tree, is, he's looking Keenan Allen-esque. I love it. I, I'm telling that guy, he's looking, he's looking Chris. He's looking Chris. I love it, man. Well, hey, it was an absolute pleasure meeting you and uh, chatting with you here. And we thank you so much for coming on and sharing your, you know, your fandom. And, and you got me excited, man. I'm ready to roll. Oh, man. You come to the tailgates. I'm telling you, you're, you're going to be excited. I, I can't wait to meet you there. Let's do it, brother. All right, cool. We will, uh, we will see you week one for sure. Sounds good. Fred, a.k.a. the Federation, man, that I'm, I'm excited. He got me jacked wait. up so much talking to him. Some energy, like, for sure. The energy, the the passion he has for the Chargers is you can't bottle that up. You can't contain that. That's that's, no. the, that's the real genuine stuff right there. Absolutely. And seeing seeing the turnout for training camp, obviously, really is going to set the tone for how this season is going to go. Um, I'm, I re- I'm really excited to get to some of these games and to actually see what the fan turnout's going to be. Um, and I'm with you, Fred, I'm hoping 70, 30, baby, that would be, that would be a great turnout. Um, Fred, thank you, uh, for sitting down and chatting with my man, Kev. Um, all right, well now it's time to go on to the next segment. Ask bold fam. Let's, let's get to it for Kevin's sake. I'm so hot, <laughs> hot, hot, hot. 
<laughs> Time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Hi, guys. Don't jam a thumb up his bottle. That's what you do. I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Good luck, you boy. All right. It's time for Ask Bolt Fam, and we started off with Tom Telesco's burner account, who asked the question. Man, I love them charter football, man. You know, I mean, all in the hitting and ditty, you know, the guys are good to root for. You know, you see, you, you got to spill it, catching your over the shoulder and then screaming, you know, when they get a little bit going to dig on, man, you know, <laughs> man, I love you guys, man. Oh, man, I just, you know, we who got, you know, I got to know who you guys' favorite death piece is showing out of camp. You know, dang old man, I was thinking, you know, I'm loving what I'm seeing out there in the linebacker, you know, Damon Lloyd, man, you know, I'm K love you, bye, man, and you know, I'm the mother. Okay, bye. Oh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> those Raiders, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, f- and I, I do apologize. Better, uh, I don't have any of my notes in front of me. So if there is someone certified fresh on here, we're just going to wing this shit. We'll see what happens. All right. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how good Kevin's memory is without his computer. Um, all right. Well, I definitely do a better boom, Howard, than, uh, than a Hank Hill. But um, favorite depth pieces showing out at camp. I like DeAndre Carter. I like what he's doing at camp. The fact that he, you know, is getting a lot of targets. He's he's kind of that yard after catch guy, at least from what everyone's saying at camp. Like he's making, you know, turning little things into big things. And that's what we've all we all wanted. We wanted to go draft somebody in the first round that could do that. So mm-hmm. I think the team may have looked at, you know, what he was capable of and didn't need to go break break the bank or blow a, a first round pick to get that kind of player on this roster. So returns he returned one for a touchdown at practice um and you know kick return and he's catching you know catching touchdowns so that's the one i'm i kind of caught me off guard and i'm really excited about big time adam who's who's your surprise depth guy that you've been excited about you know i i almost hesitate to call him a depth guy but and, yeah. and honestly take take my opinion with a grain of salt folks because obviously i've not been to training camp i can't be there to actually give my full opinion. But from what I have been reading, um, Braden Fajoko is actually having a pretty good camp. He's actually showing up and getting through some of the, the offensive linemen showing a lot of growth. Um, he's obviously a fan favorite, but you know, when we talked about some of these guys that we've picked up in the off season, Braden Fajoko doesn't necessarily strike us as a starter, more of a depth piece, but based off of his performance doing pretty well. He's improving his uh his pass rushing is what I've heard. Yeah. It's not just controlling the middle, but it's also getting after the quarterback, which if he can do that, he's gonna be extremely hard to stop. I'm loving it. Yeah, the two guys that I don't again, I went to one practice, they were on the opposite field, didn't get to see was running around right. with my kids. Um, it's just ba- I wish they had I don't know why they don't I mean, I guess you don't want to give up your film and stuff, but it'd be cool to have like a Season ticket login. Like if you have season tickets, you can log in and watch some of practice. Just <laughs> like give a us like ten minutes. That'd be yeah, sick. just like a just when they do team sessions, you could watch. That'd be cool. But um, from what I've heard and what people talk about in interviews, um, the Mark Webb and Trey McKitty, those two guys. Um, I think Craig is the one that got me excited about Trey McKitty. Just mm-hmm. the dynamicness. When Steven Anderson left, I got a little bit bummed because he did so much for us. He was with us he for a while. He was that yeah. fullback out of the backfield. Great blocking tight end. Um, could catch the ball if he needed him to, but that wasn't what he was really known for. And Trey McKitty feels like that Swiss Army Knife type guy that will be able to fill that role really easily. Now in his second year in the NFL. 
Uh, and then Mark Webb, I, he was, I think he was hurt all year. We didn't really get to see him last year. Right. Um, and all the reports are that he's kind of balling out and he's healthy now. And um, he's very dynamic as well. And seeing him in that safety position and causing issues for what the depth is going to look like and keeping guys on what, who makes the roster. Um, so those are the depth pieces. Obviously those aren't starter guys, but um, I think guys that are exciting that are pushing the envelope and um, trying to force guys into to hard decisions. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah, I did. I did see recently that both Mark Webb and Trey McKitty were dealing with some injury issues, nothing season ending or anything like yeah. that. But obviously, if you're going to get, you know, if you're going to stub your toe, this is the time to do it so that you can be healthy by the time the season right. comes around. So, yeah, sure. really pulling for Mark Webb and Trey McKitty to, to come in and, and make an impact. Um, Tom Telesco's burner account. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to SRP dad. Survive fresh. We'll see who has the question. (laughs) Dick. What's up? I heard like Deandre Carter has been lighting it up. Eh? Ever be looking explosive and Spiller been getting down with the first team dog with all of these new offensive additions. Where would you rank our down ass offense out of all 32 teams? Can't love you. Bye. Um, all right. Well, I, he wrote down ass offense. I wasn't sure if that was a, a misspelling or if that's just a term that I've not heard before, but ass I'm assuming he just wants to know how would we rank our offense, uh, out of all 32 teams without having seen a single game or anything like that. Yeah. Number one offense. Why number not? Uno. Number one, number one, yeah. baby. I think I think it's you know easy to say top five. I think that's easy. Uh, we easy, haven't gotten easy. worse from last year. No, we, it's an easy no, top five we offense. Literally haven't like we didn't lose a piece of our offense from last year. So why would we go backwards? Exactly. And if anything, we upgraded at certain positions like tight end. Yeah, and some of these other we things. upgraded at right. We upgraded at tight end, right guard, guard, running yeah. back depth. We've we've upgraded a wide lot. receiver, wide receiver, yeah. or it's even you know number four and number five. Like Jalen Guyton's number five right now, and he was he was out there a lot last year. So, you know, it's I, numero uno, baby. Let's just go with it. Let's roll. Yeah, let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. SRP, Dad, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Danny Lags, who asked the question. Hey yo, gang! My girlfriend Francesca wants to know what each of your favorite is. Always sunny in Philadelphia episodes, and what's your most memorable concert each of you have ever been to? Also, need help. Uh, should we name our cat Frederick or Lima? Yeah, okay. a lot of Mine's, questions. A lot Can of you questions. Recap yeah. that for us. Yeah, Sun, uh, sunny, one always one. sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The start, wild card episode is my favorite, favorite episode. Always, always sunny in Philadelphia. Wild card for Kevin. Wild card when flip, he jumps flip, out. Flip, flip, Philadelphia. Flip, 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 Philadelphia. <laughs> they do There's like the beer so drinking competition ones. with all the other bars. I like that one. There's, There's so, so many, many good, good ones, though. There's so many good ones. Um, yeah. Uh, this don't one hate me. just <laughs> this one. They're eating cat food. Uh oh. Like all that Adam, stuff. Is hilarious. Don't say you don't watch it. So I remember watching it at least the first season. I think back when I lived with Kevin. So that was like what. 15 years ago 12 years ago yeah beginning of it's been a long time and i and i haven't carefully persian and i haven't watched it since so well he's moving out to missouri in a couple weeks we'll fix that real quick guys sorry i need to let us all down i know i'm sorry i I, there's a lot of content in the world and i'm sorry i didn't watch the one show 
Put it that at the he top asked the a question for. It's okay. okay. Put it at the top of the to watch. <sighs> All right. Most memorable concert each of you have ever been to. Uh, I went to the Foo Fighters concert a couple years ago when Dave Grohl broke his leg and he had this like rock throne that he sat on and played the whole time. That was pretty nice. memorable. That's yeah, cool. I, I remember that vividly. Um, Wait, concert. Okay. I think mine was like a festival concert, stagecoach. I went to I went to um with my wife. We were like twenty. We had just gotten married. Hmm. Um, and thank that, that God was, I'm a country boy. Really it was actually Josie came with us, your wife. I know she she left yeah. me and came out and hang, <laughs> yeah. went with you guys. She's like, yeah. fine, you suck. Let me go with your cooler little brother I had to that go actually likes I had good to go music. Very much oh, like oh. my current no, situation. That was I had very to go much home a, for work. That was very much a rebelling against country music. You just didn't want to go to see to listen to country music. It was that, and I had work. I wasn't going to just bail on the work. And I like, had an out, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had an easy out. And, and guess what? <laughs> 15, 10 years later, that shit. I, was, I hope my wife doesn't watch this episode. Um, I've been to I've been to a few memorable concerts. I can I can think of a couple. Like I don't want to say Chris Isaac, you know, because I wouldn't say I'm his hugest fan, but he did come out into the audience and like. He was like 10 feet away from me because he was just like crooning as he walked through the audience. I think probably my most memorable one was a Primus concert when they came to Boise and they were doing the, they basically did all the music from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but it was what? like in a Primus style. It's, it's freaking fun. It was so cool. Um, so that was a lot of fun. So yeah. And then naming cats, Frederick or Lima. In honor of fan focus, I'm going Frederick. I got to go Fred. I, I would lean towards Frederick as well. Yes, I think that's a, I think that's a overly like. And you could call him Freddy because he's got the claws. Ah, yeah. If you double. Will. If he's double being usage. a real asshole, you can call him Fred. Yes, Freddy. 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 One, ah. two. Freddy. Freddy's coming for <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 Um, all right. Well, there you go. Freddie it is. Danny Lags. Thank you for asking the question. Let's Thanks, move Danny. it on now to Fire Telesco. No, I don't know. Who asked the question? He did a great job this offseason. He did no? good. Oh, change it. Do you think some other starters should do preseason? Hoo-ha! For example, I don't think that Herbert and Everett connection is there yet compared to to Cook last year. I think the offense should play some drives during preseason. What do you think? Hoo-ha! I think with how enormous the season is, you don't need them to play anything. I think everyone's going to come out week one. Every team in the National Football League is going to come out week one not fully sharp yet. I don't see any reason to get some of these guys playing time. It's just and it's just risk versus reward, right? right? I just don't see I don't see the reward. And you see, you know, during the scrimmage, you see, you know, Everett and Herbert connecting. So it, there, there's something there. I, I don't, I don't think one, you know, a couple series and a, uh, you know, preseason game is going to make the difference. It's awesome when you're going to that game and they're playing, but it's right. not necessary for how long the season has become. Keep those guys healthy as long as possible. Yeah. I choose health over that little bit that you're going to get out of them doing a series or two series. I just, 
I don't think that the reward is worth the risk there at all. 100%. Yeah. I agree. I just, it's too long of a season. There's too much going on. You already get like, these are full live reps outside of they can't touch the quarterback. So you might just lean into that as much as you can. And maybe during the game, you're sitting together talking like, Hey, they lined up like, and they're going to do that. You know, like they'll look at film and break it down and be like, Hey, when this happened, if we had this play going and they were running this, I would, I would want you to sit right here. I get to you quick. Like they can go through all the mental reps. I just don't, I don't think that those two series are worth the risk of somebody getting hurt. No, I agree. And I, and I get where you're coming from fire to Leslie, because it's like, after seeing how cook's performance was last year, it's like, well, shit, if Herbert just would have played with cook in at least one preseason game, maybe that might've helped the connection further down the line, but I don't think that was necessarily the case. I think I don't think that was going to help him catch any more balls. No, sure. I think the drops are just going to be dropped regardless. I mean, even balls. Yeah, balls. So balls. good question, though, Fire Telesco. We do appreciate it. Let's move it on now to Humboldt County fan who asked the question. Holy shit. Did you guys see the video of those goddamn pirate hookers all trying to squeeze into an Uber? What was that thing? A Soviet area of Yugo? What was the problem with the app? Do you think the electricity is still turned off and at their offices and Hunter Renfro couldn't charge his phone? Do you think he couldn't afford an Uber Black because the accountant is paying their players and wampum beans? I want answers. The Raiders over a dirty toilet seat. Caleb, you buy. Yeah, that's Ew. gross. Humboldt County fan. <laughs> this is certified fresh. This is a fresh take on, uh, you know, <laughs> Raiders. So I'll, yeah. I'm going to go certified fresh. Okay. We'll see. Um, yeah. For those that didn't see, there was a video that showed uh, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, and Hunter Renfro getting in an Uber that was probably like, a Ford, a 78 Ford Pinto or something like that. Yeah. Like it was a tiny, tiny car that they were all squeezed into. And, uh, I mean, it's par for the course for, for Raiders, right? Yeah. So, yeah, they'll yeah. probably say it was a hall of fame car too. Like best ride I've ever had. Oh yeah. It won four they Super Bowls just... back in the eighties. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> best car, yeah. Greatest car ever made. Uh, just like Derek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know the answer, Humboldt County fan, but uh, we appreciate the delightful question and thank you for asking it. Let's move it on now to Ronnie Delgado, who yeah. asked the question. What's happening? All these Raider fans tripping about Devante. But did you know the last time we played Green Bay in 2019 with the less talented secondary, he had seven catches, 41 yards and zero touchdowns with Aaron Rodgers. Hey. The Raiders, am I right? Yeah. Well, you're right. It's a great point. I, I don't think people Staff, realize dude. how different Devon. I I just feel like he's not going to be the same level of player that he was with Aaron Rodgers. I just listened to Aaron Rodgers on, um, pardon my take today, and just him talking about how just analyzing the play, making checks, knowing the game so well that he can just mess with the defense. Derek Carr isn't messing with any defenses. He's not. It's not at that level. So I just it's not. I don't see. I don't see. You know, he's going to have a good year, but he's not going to take him to the Super Bowl. I just don't see it. It's nice that they have something to be excited about, though. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They get. They can. They can be excited about it, and it's every, definitely every every it, team in the NFL right now is excited. Like sure. Every fan base. It's all. Everyone's. Oh no. It's yeah. It's just. 
wide receivers are important, absolutely. But if you got Derek Carr <laughs> throwing you the ball, it just doesn't matter who you are. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it'll help them out for sure. But it's really yeah. not going to be like the difference between Super Bowl contenders and and not. You know, and did you guys did you guys hear that Skip Bayless said that um, he he likes Derek Carr more than Justin Herbert? He's it's, high. Yeah, that guy's. An, what is he doing? That guy's such an idiot. Shannon Sharp just like, almost what does everybody else across think? the table and killed. Him. Okay, I'm yeah. going to say I like the opposite. There yeah, it's just clickbaity. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. What was the What was the Oscar winner? Shawshank Redemption? Nope, didn't like it. So nope. moving on. Yeah. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's silly, but uh, great point. Ronnie Delgado, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Nate, who asked the question. What's up, Kev, Willie, and Coach? I just turned 21 on August 1st, and I wanted to know your guys' recommendation for alcoholic beverages. Thank you very much. I'm not a big beer drinker, but I like the darker, richer beers like Guinness. Cocktails and mixed drinks are preferred, but if you know anything, let me know. Thank you very much. Welcome. Happy, happy belated birthday. Happy belated yeah. birthday. Yes. You're going to enjoy this football season a lot. I oh, think. yeah. It's going to be a different energy. <laughs> it's going to be a different experience for sure. Monday mornings are going to feel a little different. <laughs> the, the victories <laughs> are more bit. sweet and the defeats are a little bit more bitter. Yeah, right. a little harder to swallow, if you will. Yeah, they, they, they linger into the next day. But, yeah. uh, but that's okay. Um, let's see. So... Alcoholic beverages. What are we recommending to Nate? I'm a beer guy, so try them all. Yeah, you, you really can't go wrong. Um, you're gonna have fun figuring out what you like and don't like. Really, right. um, yeah. I, if you're if you're the a world fan is of your the, oyster, yeah. If you're a fan of the darker, <laughs> yeah. richer beers like Guinness, um, personally, I know everybody's gonna roll their eyes when I say it, but butter. personally. Smirnoff ice. Specific, no, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Mike started eliminate. Belching Beaver uh, is the is the brewery, and they make a peanut butter choc- uh yeah, peanut butter chocolate uh, beer that is, Stout, it is yeah. so delectable. It is so freaking good. It is just delicious. Um, uh, and there's another beer that I had a while back that when I saw it, I was like, this sounds stupid. But as soon as I drank it, I was like, <laughs> actually, this is really freaking good. It was a banana bread beer. I can't remember who makes it, but beers. it is it is delicious. It is really beers quite nowadays, tasty. Right? I know there's a lot of different flavors of beer out there that, I mean, they're throwing everything in the kitchen sink, just like Let's sweet potatoes, throw them in. What Let's is this? Go. Chives, throw them in. Like, <laughs> I, I think one of my other favorites that we used to um, drink a lot is Boddington's. It's basically yeah, like a really Boddington's. It's like a, a kind of a spinoff of a Guinness. Just it's not a dark beer, but it's creamy. That's mm -hmm. yeah. Creamy beers nice. are delicious too. Yeah, creamy ales and stuff like that can't it's, go wrong. It, you have to figure out what your what your motives are. What's your end goal? Because <laughs> if you're what's drinking anything game? of what these guys are saying, you're going to be bloated and feel garbage and not be able to move. Speak That's just yourself. the bottom line. Boddingtons and peanut butter. You're so right. That's what he yeah. likes. It says it's what he you're likes. I'm just trying to help the guy out. Bloat. Yeah, so, yeah, but, but he also likes Michelob yeah, Ultra. Determine your goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but if he he likes cocktails and stuff, what what are some of the other drinks that you like to have? Again, Kyle? determine. Like, if I'm going out to an, a meal with my wife, it's like yeah. an old fashioned. Or um, now I'm kind of moved on to more of like a, a scotch or a, a bourbon on the rocks type. Scotch, but scotch, there's just scotch. so much. I don't know. Look, I, look, there's so if, much. If there's a 10 a.m. game. 
There's nothing wrong Modelos. with a screwdriver. Uh, orange juice and little little vodka. We could do that. Mm -hmm. Mimosas. Sure. It's a softer drink, okay? You're not going to get a lot of like, hey, bro, how's it going? <laughs> how's that mimosa? But <laughs> they're fun. They're fun. So um, <laughs> I could go with the mimosa. To, that's a nice way to get You just go manmosa. Manmosa. Man you, you just put the mimosa in a manly mug and you just call it a manmosa. There you yeah. go. And if yeah. anybody questions your manliness, you punch them right in the fucking face. <laughs> Friend or foe doesn't matter. <laughs> so you, official, what is official that? response? <laughs> official response from the charger chat: Drink mimosa. Just drink it all. <laughs> Just drink everything. That. Yeah, mimosas. put it all in a blender. Figure it You'll out. Know, you'll yeah. know. You'll know what. Have fun. You like, but report but yes. back. Let us know how the first couple nights go. Pictures yeah. are good. Want to see how this turns out? <laughs> hope you have. A, I hope you have a blast. Yes, and be safe for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Be safe. No, don't drive. No driving. No driving. Yeah. No driving for you. But thank you for asking the question. Uh, let's move it on now to Landon Sumner, who asked the question. What's up, homies? Can you guys believe that this is the last week without Chargers football? And for those who say it's only preseason game, man, suck a fat chilled, homie. I'm f***ing dying for some motherfucking football over here. <laughs> this is the time to see who's going to be our twos and threes for the inevitable moment starters go down. Yes, we hear all these players having great camps and getting out of boys from coaches, but when the lights come on, I want to see who's ready to run a fool over, you feel? My question is, of all the people we have heard having great camps, who do you think meets or exceeds expectations, and who do you see falling short? I personally think Deion Leonard will stink up the joint. Fool gets two pass breakups, and now he's Jalen Ramsey or some shit. I'm like, damn, fool. Anyways, have a great week, ball fam, and remember, only one month till we get to skull f those f***ing chalupas, cause some <laughs> call a football team. That's <laughs> right, ball fam. <laughs> skull <laughs> those chalupas. The yeah. hate for the Raiders is just s escalating so fast right it's now. It's getting heavy. Yeah, it's getting. You know, week week one's coming when these, week, these, this talk yeah. is happening. We just need it's to gonna be, be careful, okay? Because we talk like this to each other. But when you're sitting next to a Raider fan, be careful. Just you're just the one, careful. Kevin. You're the one that needs that reminder. Exactly. I'm, I'm so if have, I'm, I'm saying it, it'll be it, in the middle. If I'm saying I'm having, it, it means a lot. Okay? I'm having a hard and fast rule week one when we're at the game. If you start some stuff, I'm just walking away instantly. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm not jeopardizing myself, my job, my family. You're on your own, pal. <laughs> That's a brother right. for you. This is your warning. This is your fair warning. Well, if you see any any <laughs> commotion in warning. section 307, Kyle will be walking away from it. Um, <laughs> and I'll be there movie. in the middle. No, I don't plan on getting in any fights whatsoever. I will verbally joust with a it's, few people, but never, I'm not going to... Nope. Nope. No. Punch. You just <laughs> verbally, you verbally joust. joust. You don't you actually start fighting. hurt them. No. You don't get to choose, dude. <laughs> you start verbally jousting, people will fight you. All right. Just don't open that door. So basically, yeah, just Adam don't talk at all. Out. <laughs> Wait, why are you? Why are you? Why are you deciding for Adam? What if Adam wants to I'm throw down I have to on my behalf? I have to protect Adam. I know he doesn't want to. Adam's got a mean right hook. Okay, I've seen it. <laughs> and we when we did the boxing game. There you go. Um, all right. Well, let's let's focus on the question at hand okay, here. Sorry. Who who do Fine. we think is going to meet or exceed expectations, and who do we think will fall short? I think, I think Gerald Everett's going to meet and exceed. Sure. Yeah. Good. Kevin, like that. go ahead. Isaiah Spiller. I think he's going to be the 
firm number two running back and will perform and be really good. I'm going to, I'm going to go JT Woods because why not? Yeah, I, I think that's a good call because there's not a huge expectation. We haven't no. heard a ton about him. So as long as he's showing, he was a low he, draft pick. They've, yeah. they've said a few good things about him. All right. Let's yeah. see. Let's see if okay. he d- steps up to the plate. Um, as far as guys that we see falling short, I don't know. Tillery. I was going to say, Tillery seems to be the only guy that really still... He's not hyped ha- up right now, though. He's not hyped up. And even Staley was like, he's still got stuff to prove. Like, he's well, still got to prove. The other one that's interesting is the Michael Davis, man. He's not... He's not. He's running with the twos right now. He's not a starting, you know... Callahan's <laughs> stepped in for him. He's not on the... He's not <laughs> on the field when we go out to play. So I think that's an interesting turn of events and maybe his kind of playing style and what he's capable of in Staley's defense. I think that'll be interesting to look at and see actually how he's involved this season. I think it speaks so much to Asante Samuel, right? I think getting yeah. drafted, everyone assumed he was a nickel corner. He was only going to be able to play in the slot. JC Jackson is obviously your number one corner. Right. But then the other outside guy, it's crazy that Asante's done that well, even with an injured rookie season, that they see him as the outside corner to start over a guy that was our cornerback one most yeah. of last year. Paid him right. a good amount of money. Yeah. We will we will see. We might be we again, we haven't seen a game yet. We're gonna see our first preseason game this Saturday. Um, but those are our thoughts. Landon Sumner, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to a free who asked the question. Okay, fellas, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have that great of a question this week, so I'm going to ask Wooldog, what other voices do you enjoy doing that you don't normally get asked to do? Also, boat the f*** up, K, love you, bye. You know, it's it's funny, like, ever since we started doing voices for Ask Bolt Fam, I get people going, you know, do Hank Hill, do, you know, this celebrity, and it's like, I, I'm not an impressionist by <laughs> any way, shape, or form, but I'm going to have fun with it. I'm not, I'm definitely going to swing for the fences and see if I can knock it out of the park. 110%. Um, so I think for me, like the voices I enjoy doing the most are when people are like, you know, do an old man who just got kicked in the balls or something like that. Like that, <laughs> like if you can yeah. describe the character, I am more into that than do this person that we all, you know, know. Um, but that being said, I mean, we always seem to have fun fun with like the crocodile hunter because he's always jamming I've, a thumb up his butthole. We haven't done uh, Pee Wee Herman in a while. I think that was like when <laughs> we did the first one of the first Asphalt fans, and you, that was like the first voice you did. And I, I, I was like, holy shit, this is gonna be awesome. I so the thing with Pee Wee, I got the laugh down pretty good, but it's when it when it comes time to talking like him. <laughs> It's what the fuck are you talking about? That was awesome. It, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's good. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm always going to be my own harshest critics, but uh, you know, just doing any voices is always fun. Anytime I can make Kevin laugh or Kyle laugh, that's that's always a win in my book. So those are the voices I tend to lean towards. But um, but thank you, Afree, for asking the question. I really appreciate it. Um, let's move it on now to Pink Unicorn, who asked the question. Hey! 
there have been 13 times <laughs> in NFL history that the QB has thrown for over 5,000 yards. If Herbert <laughs> is the only one to do it next year, Joe Lombardi will have had a hand in half of all 5K yard seasons. Two with Herbert and five with Breeze. I think that would make him a lock for any available head coaching job next year. If that happens, which team's offense would you guys want to hire his replacement from? Please pick another team and not hire from within. As always, family, trust, respect. K loves you. Bye. That's a good, right. that's a good stat. Great and a good stat. hypothetical. This is a, this is might be one of those well-rounded questions that really lets us take flight. Let's see if it works. <laughs> wow, what a built-up yeah. flight, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, hmm. uh, yeah. The the stat itself is pretty. That is pretty impressive. Having five over That's five k crazy. yard seasons with Breeze and potentially two with Herbert here. If we get another one here this season. Um, yeah, if that's the case, he'll definitely be looked at for a head coaching he, job. But as far as he was already he was already interviewed. He already interviewed last season, and we were just like holding our breath, like please don't go, please don't go, please don't mm. go, please don't go. Hallelujah. Um. So yeah, I don't want him to go anywhere. Yeah, don't want him to go anywhere. But if we had to pick uh, another team for the OC position, so mean for like Justin. Other, I don't like any other teams. <laughs> I don't Me know. neither. I don't like him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I know that, uh, let's see, Buffalo had Brian Dable, but they just he just went over to the New York Giants, if I remember I'll correctly. Be, I'll probably be available next year. <laughs> <laughs> he might be out there. I don't know if you've seen some of, uh, some, uh, what's their quarterback's name again? Number eight. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Daniel Jones. Thank you. <laughs> he had some throws at practice Danny that Dimes. people have been sharing. Yeah, that looks so not good. Yeah. So not good. So, I, you know, we'll see. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say Brian Dable, but I, whoever might be working with the Buffalo offensive this year, that might be somebody to look at. Um, trying to think of other offenses. It, they should put it in Justin's contract. Justin puts it in his contract that he sure. has to keep Lombardi. Right, because he wants to have the same coordinator for more than let's get past one year. Let's try and get past two straight years with the same guy. Okay, let's right. at least get him to the number three at least. Who was? I, I I apologize. I'm really forgetting his name. There was who was the quarterback like whisperer that we were talking about that like we were potentially wanting to oh, either Pep be Hamilton. Pep, Pep Hamilton, give me some Pep. Put you some Pep, Pep in back. Sure, Pep. do a little Peppy. <laughs> Some familiarity some with Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. Why yeah. not? There you go. There's a few options. A nameless guy and Pep Hamilton. That's what we're yeah, talking what about. And Brian Dable when I'm he gets fired. Bulldog, I'm surprised you didn't go with Kellen Moore, the B, the Boise State grad. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see Kellen Moore. It's always, it's it's still baffling to me to see him on the sideline because he is such a young guy. I mean, such he really only face. had a couple yeah. years in the league before going over to the coaching side. I would love to see Kellen Moore. Absolutely. Bring him bring him on over. I just, I guess, yeah, yeah. Give me Kellen Moore. I'm all about it. Uh, I yeah. think the Cowboys, their woes are, I don't know if it's all play calling. I think they just, they have bad juju in Dallas. There's just yeah. something going on there that's not that not meant to work. Yeah. Something with the heat. I don't know. <laughs> 
but hey, great, great question, Pink Unicorn. Thank you Thank for you. asking the question. And thanks for the stat, too. That's a that's a great stat for Mr. Lombardi. Um, all right. Well, we go out of Ask Bolt Fam with Boltville 714. Oh, I see. Who asked the question? Mm. Greetings, CC gang. In I was. My question is. Decided have you not on which games you will be attending this year? <laughs> if you could attend any away games this season, which game would it be? And lastly, f- the pirate hookers and their bitch ass QB in the dark side. Can't love you, bye. <laughs> this is perfect. This I is knew a, it. <laughs> you, this is perfect. So, in the last three days, one of my best friends in the world, his name's Randy. He has tickets available for us. So where yes. are we going, guys? What are we doing? Well, we're going to start Sunday off at the opening game. Yeah, Raiders. Let's, we will uh, be at the Raider bang game. those so pirate far. hookers. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Jeez. And then, <laughs> and then what? Three, four days later. Four days. We will be in Kansas City. Oh boy, back to back. You guys ready for this? Chart five <laughs> in five days we're getting two charger games. That's gonna be insane. That's gonna be so wild. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna survive. I don't know if we'll make it through. I that. know two and not just two games, two division rival games where we're gonna I'm be so stressed out. Yeah, dealing with division rival fans. As well, Kyle might just walk out the stadium and might not, we might not ever hear Kyle, from him again. Kyle, I promise you, I won't embarrass you. Okay, I'll be on my best behavior. <laughs> Don't worry about me. Just have my back no matter what. But I'll try I my best. Over just Kevin, have my back but... no matter what. But don't worry about me. <laughs> don't worry about yeah. me. But just have my back no matter what. Otherwise, those sober those Kevin and intoxicated up. Kevin are two different beasts. Those are two different beasts. And after we get out of Thunder Alley, we know which Kevin we're going to know which Kevin we're going to the game with. <laughs> But yeah, fun. folks, it's going to be wild. So if you're going to uh, the game opener or the Thursday night football game in Kansas City, uh, which I'm pretty sure Craig is going to the Kansas City game. I, so we definitely got to meet up with Craig at the very least. But if you're definitely. going, let, let us, us know. know because we want to see you. We want pictures with you. We want to do the whole shebang. Um, and as far as other games this season, I mean, they're the guys with the season tickets. So at least There's- some home games. We came out of the gates hot, and it probably is going to be a, a settling moment so our family, <laughs> our wives don't uh, divorce us, and then we'll right. come back hot, and then we'll cool off. <laughs> right. And then and get ready for strong. playoffs. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, then get real, real intense for the playoffs. Home playoff game, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, there you go. Boltville 714, thank you for asking the question, and thank you, everybody, for asking the question for this very special episode of Charger Chat with Kevin in his car. <laughs> So hot. Sweating up a storm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, see, my he, face is so red. Like I'm like dying right now. Sorry. <laughs> what was that? What was that one show that was like a cat taxi cab? And if you got in, there was like a game show in cash the taxi cab. cab. Yeah. Yeah. Just somebody hops in, right thinks now. it's an Uber. I'm like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us here at Charger Chat. Any final thoughts there, gentlemen? Yes, two things. Oh. One. Definitely go let us know about the giveaway. If you're still listening, go over yes, there. We want please. to get these tickets to somebody that wants them. And the second thing, definitely check in next week. 
because we have something very, a very unique opportunity for a few Charger Chat listeners. Okay. Select few. A select few. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, we're not okay, gonna yeah. I was like, reveal, what are we talking about? We're not <laughs> revealing it yet, but it's pretty interesting. So, yes. so yes. come back and then we'll announce uh Friday, uh Thursday, who the big uh the big winner is for the uh, tickets. There you go. All right. Well, big stuff happening here at Charger Chat, folks. Definitely tune in. Thank you for listening. That's gonna do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Let's ride. Kate, love you, bye. Kate, love you, bye. (laughs) And now, a word from our sponsors. Most beers start the same. Grain, hops, yeast, and water. But why stop there? At Nate Dog Brewery, we understand every palate is unique. And through a short series of tests, we can figure out the best beer for you. For people like Charger Chat's Wooldog, it's chocolate and peanut butter. But for you, it might be sweet potato and chives, or toothpaste and ketchup. Listen, we're not here to judge, we're here to help. That's the Nate Dog Brewery promise. Nate Dog Brewery. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.